There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I believe we are now 40 days uh, since the start of the uprisings in Iran. You remember it all was sparked by the death of a young lady um, at the hands of Iran's morality police. Um, she uh, was taken into custody for violating the rules around uh, wearing of hijab or a headscarf. And it wasn't that she wasn't wearing one. Uh, she just wasn't wearing it properly. Um, and she ended up in a coma and passed away shortly after. Now, since then, as you know, there has been uh, unrest in the streets of Iran as protests have really taken off, started by women um, throwing away the hijab and demanding, um, you know, just eh, basic common Human rights is what we're talking about here, essentially. And uh, it really has elevated the situation into the global conversation. But if you've been paying attention, and I don't think a lot of us are, I mean, uh, over, you know, when something like this isn't happening. But if you do look back through the history of Iran, this isn't new. It's not a new phenomenon. It's been going on for a very, very long time, often women leading protests. And we have uh, an opportunity today to speak with Safana Neshaburi, who is an assistant professor of gender and sexuality studies and Muslim cultures at the University of Calgary, who's done a lot of work on this. Uh, Safana, thanks so much. Did I, I'm sorry, Safana, right? Yes, yes. Uh, my apologies. Um, let's just start. Uh, you know, obviously, when something like this gets up into the into the international headlines, we all get a better understanding of what's going on. But the current uprising that we're seeing in Iran—it's not a sudden occurrence, right? In reality, this struggle—it began a very long time ago, didn't it? Yes. Um, so basically, the struggle against patriarchy goes back to a very, very long time. And Iran's struggle for democracy in general goes back to 100, hard more than 18 years ago. And women's uh, quest for uh, for rights started around the same time as, as Iran's and part of Iran's quest for democracy. And this uh, this has been blocked by foreign interference and um, despotic rulers, basically. And, and and you um tackled this in a in a really really fascinating way you actually read old journals um many 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 years old um to find out exactly what women were thinking and feeling a very long time ago in Iran right tell us about your work yes so in my research on Iranian women's life writing i came across some old journals dating back from 1880 which is prior to the constitutional revolution and of 1904 uh, up to uh, um, 1900s, and um, so um, these are these are mostly um, travel journals that women who were from the mostly upper classes who had you know literacy wrote, mm-hmm. and just reading these and deciphering what they were saying. Um, I mean, I could see that many of the demands that they had. For, for dignity, dignity, human dignity, and respect, and and life um, is clear in these in these writings. 
So some parallels to what we're seeing today then. The same struggle, the same issues, and women once again leading the the resistance. Yes. So um, saying the same way, obviously uh, what women dealt with 100 years ago uh, in Iran, um, uh, culturally, like the the the, the um, quest for um, uh, for human dignity is the same, although the laws and regulations then and now were not the same. Believe it or not, currently in Iran we have a very um, conservative um, reading of Islamic jurisprudence, which is the basis of uh, of, of laws which are even, uh, you know, more strict than they were 100 years ago mm-hmm. in, in many cases. Um, obviously, when we're talking about women's struggles then, um, that kind of feminist awareness that exists today did not exist in this shape and form, so I don't want to conflate them. But it's definitely um, what is happening today is in line with, with what women have been uh, What makes this different, though? Like, if the struggle has been going on for many, many years, why has this one taken on the life that it has and the fact that we're talking about it here in Canada and we all see what's happening in Iran? Why is this one so different? So this one is a full-blown social movement, bareheaded by women and ethnic minorities. Gina Amini, who passed away 40 days ago, Obani, who was killed 40 days ago uh, by, by the hands of morality police, was not just a woman, but also an ethnic minority. Um, in the past 43 years, under, under the Islamic Republic, um, women and ethnic minorities have been extremely oppressed. Um, and, and, and so, uh, and this um, uh, basically... Uh, academics, anyone who is in gender studies, anyone who studied, who studied, um, you know, Iran's modern history, knew, all the intellectuals knew that the next movement is going to be a woman's movement mm-hmm. and a woman's uprising and an ethnic, uh, 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 I mean, obviously supported by ethnic um, activists and, 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 and ethnic grievances as well. Um, uh, but this was something, again, like, that the power in Iran was clearly blind to. They were so, um, you know, they were so much in, uh, blindsided by their own extreme power that they didn't know this was coming. Although, again, intellectuals knew and it had been talked about before. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, obviously they didn't know when it was going to happen. But it was clear that the extreme oppression yeah. against women and minorities uh, was making uh, making life extremely hard for them, and 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 that's the tipping point. At some point, at some point, you know, yeah, it's going to turn into a, a full blown movement and revolution, which is what we're seeing right now. We're seeing it play out exactly. Yeah, uh, Safana, thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. 
All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.